AntiochSpeaks.com is a website that is fully uh, immersive in the gospel. We want to take the gospel of Jesus Christ from the Bible and apply it to actual uh, daily living, actual things that people have challenges with. It's very easy to pull things out of the Bible and throw them at stuff without actually applying them to real situations that come and go. We have a lot of people on this website that spend a lot of time on different ministries and everyone is willing to work it together as a family. Come check out AntiochSpeaks.com, check us out on YouTube, and check us out wherever you get your favorite podcasts. June 22nd. Um, new devotional from AntiochSpeaks.com. Uh, it's called Love Is. It's a daily devotional. And um, today we're doing, um, we're still in uh, Love Is Patient. But today's word under patience is going to be quote unquote suffer. Um, in first Peter chapter five, uh, Peter's writing to new Christians and verse 10, he says, and the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm and steadfast. Peter uses the word suffer a few times in this chapter. And now I'm just going to explore this word suffer and why it pertains to love. The definition of suffer is experience or be subjected to something bad or unpleasant. Uh, the definition of suffering is the state of undergoing pain, distress, or hardship. I think if you've ever loved anything or anybody, you've experienced some form of this feeling in suffering. Uh, it's interesting that I'm putting love and connecting it to patience and suffering. Uh, but the Bible tells us from the very beginning in the Garden of Eden, suffering is part of the flesh. Beginning with birth, with labor pains, uh, everything you know that comes with having a baby is suffering. And Gen Genesis 3.16 explains that to us about uh, the woman being in labor and having the pain. Our love topic, every single time I go over this, is going to be... Uh, relatable to a mother and a child because that's probably the most selfish love that you can find in the human uh, situation is a mom to her child and I will repeatedly probably bring, bring this up that the love between mom and child is how we should practice with other people especially our Christian brothers and sisters if you look at each relationship that you currently have as a mother's love to a child so that would go with your coworkers, that would go with brothers and sisters in Christ, your friends, or any romantic situation, your filter gets more uh, um, on the kingdom mind in the way uh, Christ wants us to love each other. Right now, if your mom and your child is in danger, you're not really thinking about any of the things that your child has done to disappoint you. When the child get, becomes in danger, now the only thing that on your mind is that your child becomes safe. You no longer think about the small lies, the small tantrums, all these kind of things. Once your child then becomes safe, you're no longer in that dramatic feeling of trying to make your child safe. Now you're just happy and joyful that your child is safe again. If we could do that with each other in the church, what a change it would be. If you could look at a Christian brother and sister who offended you, 
Um, and then when they were in danger of maybe backsliding, maybe relapsing or any other kind of danger, maybe they get sickness or infirmity, the devil is attacking their finances and you saw them the way a mother does a child and that they need safety and they need to get out of that. And you forgot about all of the offense and the things that have, that have hurt you. And then you just love them. And then when they were brought back to Christ and brought back to safety and delivered from the evil one, you just were joyful that your brother and sister in Christ was no longer in danger, it would, it would be a game changer. Uh, another example is spouses, mom to dad, dad to mom, of love. For some reason, in the American church, it's so easy to just, uh, when a, a mom and dad or a husband and wife is married, it just discard the relationship and walk away. The American church really needs to step in this. You hear stories of, uh, you know, or maybe you see a movie where one spouse is suffering, waiting for the other spouse to get it together. And when you see a movie like that where a Christian spouse is praying for the other spouse, is suffering for the other spouse, is waiting, you're, you're, you, you cry. You're, you're completely mesmerized that this could be true because in the American church today, if the spouse is giving you a hard time, doesn't want to walk with Christ, maybe is uh, uh, doing something a little shady, you just get divorced. That's the solution. So when you see a movie where one of the spouses doesn't choose that solution, but they, they hold in and they wait and they pray for the other spouse, it brings us to tears. Like, we just don't even believe it's true. Like, it, like it's got to be only in the movies um, that something like that would happen. You know, it's wise for us to pray for each other, to pray for our spouses, to seek Christian counsel, and to forgive. Um. Adultery hurts. It hurts really bad. I think in some people's cases, if they have been cheated, cheated on, they think of it as worse than murder. It's, it, it's, a, it's a real pain. Um, adultery comes with lying, deceit, um, all kinds of things that if you think you know a person and they start to commit adultery, you question, do you even know who they are as a person? It's so hurtful. I think Jesus gave us an out when he was being tested about divorce. And he said, you know, it, 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 to, to do, you know, do it in Brent's translation, Jesus tells you, you, you know, if you put away your wife for any other reason than adultery, you're putting her into adultery. So it's really not even an out to get divorced. It's just saying, if you're cheated on, Jesus gave you an out because it's so painful. But when you, when you move uh, forward and you read about how a husband should love a wife, we really should forgive adultery even. But adultery is so hurtful. It's so painful. In Matthew 5.31, you can go and read that. Every time I read the verse, I'm still not convinced that it's okay to get divorced. Just if you're divorced for any other reason, you're putting people into sin. And if you look at that fellowship as the same with your church in Christ, as the same with the, your brothers and sisters in Christ, your prayer warriors, these are people that have went to battle and still probably do. There's people that you might be at odds with right now that are still praying for you over an offense or something like that. If we looked at our relationship with the church as if our spiritual lives depended on this, as if um, our salvation depended on these fellowship, these friendships in the kingdom, it's a game changer. If you divorce a member in the church, you divorce a friend, a brother and sister in Christ, someone you used to pray with, someone you used to read the Bible with, if you decide to dis divorce them and cut them off, that you're sending them out into sin, I think it's another perspective. It's a different perspective. We need each other. In John 16, verse 21, he writes to us, 
While a woman is in labor, she is in terrible pain. But when the child is born, she no longer remembers that pain. This is the same thing when we are forgiving people, when we are patient with people. It hurts when people are wronging us. It hurts when we're being disappointed, when we're being offended. But if we can suffer a long time with them, forgive them, wait for them to come back to Christ and come back to the relationship, the joy will outdo the pain, just like when you have a child. If a friend relapses in addiction, goes back to self-destructive behaviors or rejects us or slanders us, talks bad about us, many other things that we're suffering from, when we become restored to these relationships, the pain is almost forgotten and the joy is like a mother with a newborn child. I celebrate the restoration of Christians to each other, but even more importantly to the kingdom. I'm confident if you're still paying attention. Maybe you are suffering from a prodigal child. One of your children is out there uh, feeling atheist, LGBTQ. Maybe they're addicted to drugs and you're praying for them. Maybe your spouse is beginning to act strange. You're feeling lonely and you're going through a quiet time, maybe even thinking about being divorced. Or maybe you're just investing into a friendship or a relationship and you're not getting reciprocation. Maybe someone uh, has passed away from addiction or or a, a bad behavior or maybe they're still alive but they're so far gone in this addiction that it feels like they're dead maybe you're single still and you've been believing in, in a husband or a wife all this time and you're getting older maybe you've made mistakes in life and you're trying to rebuild and it's really hard and it's suffering i did this devotional because in love there's a solution to how you're feeling Right now, if you don't know Jesus as a personal Savior, I ask that you cry out to him. Make it personal. Uh, if you're not saved, you know, cry out to Jesus and ask, for, ask him to come into your life. If you are walking with Christ, find fellowship with other believers who love him. Pray with them. Care for them. Call them. Ask them how they're doing. Bear their burdens with them while you're in your burden. Confess to them. If you've been hurt or abused, if you're afraid to start new relationships, then let us pray with you. You can write us. You can comment on this video. There's other ways for you to reach out. Suffering may endure for a night, but joy certainly comes in the morning. I hope this passage in 1 Peter comforts and strengthens you today. To the elders among you, I appeal as a a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over the, those who are entrusted to you, but bring examples to your flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of glory that will never fade away. In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders All of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another, because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all of your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Be alert and have a sober mind. The enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, stand firm in the faith, 
because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing this same kind of suffering. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. If you had read this and everything is amazing for you in this season, ask the Spirit of God to put you in a position to minister to a brother or sister who's still suffering and suffer with them. Be the solution in love to another Christian today. And here's a prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you that you're a loving, gracious God. Thank you for offering us forgiveness and the gift of a new life in Christ. Thank you that your love is perfect. It never fails and that nothing can separate us from your love. We pray that our lives will be filled with overflowing with the power of your love so we can make a difference in this world and bring honor to you. We ask for your help in reminding us that the most important things are not what we do outwardly. It is based on any, it's not based on any talent or gift, but the most significant thing we can do in this life is simply to love Jesus and to choose to love others. Lord, thank you that you are, your love comforting us in, in suffering. Help us show patience with those around us. Help us to love you, love as you love us. Fill us with your spirit so that we can choose what is best. We are weak, Lord, but we also, we also know that even when we are weak, you are strong within us. Thank you, Jesus, that it's not all up to us. Thank you for equipping us to face each day with the power of your love, your forgiveness, and your grace. Y'all have a wonderful day, and I'll see you tomorrow. AntiochSpeaks.com. Check in. Every day, new podcasts coming. Can't wait to see you there. Your love wrote a melody on my heart. Each line of revelation of who you are with every rise and fall. You